You're listening to the weekly podcast of New Destiny Church of Wyandotte, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message. And the couple will celebrate him just for who he is that he has done all the ways he's made all the doors he's opened we tell him thank you this is why we come we don't come out of desperation where most of us don't if you have a relationship with them because trouble don't shake you Uh, trouble confirms that there's glory on your life. If you ever want the glory, glory is essential for trouble. And wherever there's the presence of trouble, it is the presence of his, somebody say glory. It's the presence of his glory. That God is looking to do something for you that you don't have the ability to do for yourself. And for that we tell him, thank you. I just need three folks to holler. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for being God all by himself. We tell him thank you. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm excited. I'm glad for God's keeping power that has kept us up until this very moment in time. I know you think you you got your own self up. But I would dare to challenge that there are folks whose alarm clocks went off, but they did not respond. But thanks be to God that that's not your story, that you still have life. And so I often said, and I've been saying it for years, and I'm going to continue to say it, that every day above ground is a good day. It is a good day. Hallelujah. And so we celebrate each day that he allows us to get right what we messed up on yesterday. For if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, thank God he's on our side. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that? Listen, can we celebrate my wife, the fragrance of this house? Lady Cheatham. Hallelujah. 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 Certainly. God is up to something. And last night, I think, I got ready. Um, I was doing two things at the same time. So on the phone with my, my brother, Pastor PJ, and I playing PS5 with Pastor Rose. And the Lord says, the message you had, I put that one away. And you know me. I'm already a night owl. So I had to scratch that, 
I said, well, what do you want me to say? And he says, I want you to encourage them to continue with what they've been doing. And I said, okay, Lord, then instruct me. I, said, I don't want to make no stuff up, so instruct me. And so he begins to deal with me, begins to show me some things and begin to speak some things. And he says, this is the season for your house, that this is what I require. And I said, oh, okay, God, we can do that. Huh. And you're going to find out how simple what the Lord is requiring from us in this season for this is a time where prayers will be answered before they're prayed. This is a season where that which you lost will be restored unto you. And I'm reminded in the Bible where the prophet goes to the Shittimite woman's house and heals her son. And then he tells the Shittimite woman to leave from where she's at because a famine is coming to the land. And so she does what he says. And sure enough, a famine comes. And it lasts for seven years. We'll get into the numbers later, but it lasts for seven years. And so she then returns. After seven years, she returns back to the place that she left. Uh, and when she gets back there, she finds out things that she owned, she lost. Not that it had went anywhere, but someone else has taken possession of what was once hers. And so then she goes to those in control and, and she, she asks for her stuff back. And in the middle of asking for her stuff back, there's someone there that testifies on her behalf about what the Lord did for her son. And they are so astonished at what God did for her that they give her all her stuff back. And I just, I just feel it in me to tell you that there's some stuff that belongs to you that somebody's about to speak up for you concerning. And they're going to have to return your stuff back. Okay, so y'all are catch it by midnight. You slow, but you're worth waiting for. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get there. Get the crest out the, out the corner of your eye. You, you almost woke. You almost there. You almost there. And so, and so I, I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's fair to say at this point that what God is about to do, all you got to do is show up. Uh, and there's going to be people there to speak on your behalf. Okay. <laughs> He's about to take the fight out your battle. Okay, all right. I wish somebody. Oh, y'all missed a good place to shout right there. 
that God in this is the season Tanda Shanda, where God is about to take the fight out of your battle the victory already belongs to me. the victory already belongs to you the victory already belongs to you. Somebody just holler, it's already mine. It's already mine. It's already mine. It's already mine. It's, a, it's already mine. It's already mine. Oh, you've been living in confusion for a while, but I'm here to tell you, peace already belongs to you. I'm here to tell you, some of you have been in lack for a little bit of time, but I'm here to tell you, overflow is now coming to you. It's already yours. I need somebody to high-five your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you hear the word of the Lord? It's already yours. Y'all ain't ready this morning. It's all it's already yours. Let me tell you something. I have labored with the Lord all night long. There's this night I did not sleep tonight, last night, because he was downloading some stuff into me. But I've still got some fire on the inside of me that I can stand here and tell you in the midst of missing out on sleep. I did not miss the glory. I did not sleep like I should have, but I did not miss the promise. I may have been woke all night long, but I did not miss the message. And the message he wants me to tell you is you don't have to wait till the battle is over. But tell your neighbor, you can shout right now. You can shout right now. You can shout right now. Because it's already yours. Be seated. Be seated. You'll catch it when I give you my title. Uh-huh, don't do that, don't do that. See, because the enemy came to frustrate you. The enemy came to disrupt you. The enemy came to disrupt your peace. But what he thought he was disrupting uh, was actually pushing you closer uh, to the answer. Oh, my, 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 Because when time gets tough, I don't bail. When time gets hard, I don't retreat. But I get closer to God. In the time of trouble, you shall find me in the presence of the... I, just, I, just, I guess I just need to do roll call. Is there anybody that say I don't have no retreat in me? Is there anybody here that can say I don't have no retreat in me? Listen, you've been coming at me. You've been harassing me. You've been annoying me. You turned family against me. You have people walk out on me. But I'm still here. Because it's already mine. Is there anybody here that can testify? It's already mine. It's already mine. 
Before all men in mind, what's yours? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, whatever you need is already yours. Whatever you need is already yours. Somebody holler, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. We're not gonna go there today. Y'all trying to mess with me. We're not doing that today. You trying to mess with me. Y'all trying to trying to provoke something. That you're trying to provoke something. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Chapter number six. Second Samuel. Chapter number six. We're just going to read a few passages of scriptures here. Then I'm going to cover everything else that took place before the passage of scriptures that we're going to start at. Second Samuel chapter number six. We're going to just read just a couple of verses here, starting at verse number 11. Then we're going to conclude at verse number 14. You know, let me pause here. Because for the past few Sundays, my musicians have been irritated with me. One in particular by the name of Elder Rodney. Because the furthest he ever gets on his notepad is putting my name. And he always leaves with a blank screen because we don't ever get to, I haven't get to preach. But don't blame me for what you cause. He did yasha. But I hear the word of the Lord says, Andabasha, just like his screen was blank. I'm giving every one of you a blank slate. Obabasha. It, oh, bah, 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 sh- okay, y'all, y'all are catching about you slow, but you worth waiting for. Uh, that I'm removing the guilt uh, of your past. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, I got a fresh start. Everything new. Oh, bah, 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 I got a fresh start. Uh, all things new. I got a fresh start. Uh, somebody say, new money. <laughs> A fresh start, new peace, a fresh start, new joy. Somebody say a fresh start, a new outcome. What the enemies meant for evil, God has given you a different outcome. Have found your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, it's worked for your good. Hold up, 
Shanda. Monta Dabasha. Can I prophesy real quick? Can I prophesy real quick? For those of you who know anything about current events, you know this past week was a week of unprecedented decisions made by the Supreme Court. But what I hear the Father saying, they made unprecedented decisions, and I'm about to provoke unprecedented answers. I'm about to match them. Unprecedented miracles, unprecedented breakthroughs. Somebody say, it's mine. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Unprecedented favor. Unprecedented favor. Second Samuel. Chapter six. I promise you, I'm done. It's eleven twenty already. It's Second Samuel, chapter number six, starting at verse number.
because I'm short on time here, but I'm going to bring you to the conclusion and my teaching of it and unashamed praise. Sit down, sit down. And so just to give us a backdrop of what is happening here in this particular passage of scriptures that we have reading in 2 Samuel chapter number 6, you find here that David has now collected 30,000 of the able-bodied men of Jerusalem, and he has instructed them to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the city. And if you know anything about the ark, the ark was set on a cart and being pulled by an auction. And there were two men who were to guide the cart. And while they were in the process of delivering the ark, uh, because if you know anything about the Bible and the importance of the ark, uh, you were forbidding from touching the ark. And so when they had to carry the ark, they would put these long stems through the sides of the ark and they would lift the ark by the stems of the ark or the poles that were now inserted into the ark because we were not permitted to touch the ark because the ark represented the glory of God. And so we were not permitted to touch the ark. And while they are now in the process of delivering the ark to where David wants it to go, something happens to the ark and uh, the auction failed. And when the auction failed, it caused for them to have to grab the ark in order to keep the ark from falling. And so it immediately, when Uzzah grabbed the ark, it angered God. It angered God so much to the point uh, that he he was, Uzzah was killed uh, when he touched the ark. And so now, now, so now David is, is angry at what has occurred and named the area of the incident after Uzzah. And so now uh, David was now being fearful of the Lord because they have touched the glory. Uh, he's, he wondered if, listen, if this is the best thing for us to do to try to carry this ark any further. And so if you know anything about the story, then you understand. So he says, listen, we're going to store the ark at Old Bed Edom's house. It remained at Old Bed Edom's home for three months. And during the time that it was at Old Bed Edom's house, during those months, Old Bed Edom's house was blessed. And so now we're at a place to where Old Bed Edom is experiencing the blessings of God. Obed-Edom is now experiencing the favor of God because the ark is seated outside of his house. And what I love about this is you got to understand that the ark was not in the house. It was outside of the house, but it blessed everyone in the okay all right so some of you some of you gonna understand it and some of you gonna understand that when the glory is in your vicinity it may not be there for you but if you in the area oh my oh say somebody somebody you're, you're catching by midnight but if you in the vicinity uh the blessing can also hit you because i think i told you on last week that blessings are contagious and so they have set the ark outside of the home of old bed edom and now they are now 
experiencing blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. And so now David learned that Obed-Edom and his house was blessed for storing the ark. This is what I loved about it. He rejoiced over the fact that, that Obed-Edom was blessed uh, as a result of having the ark at his home. So it was signifying to David uh, that God was still blessing even though they dropped the ark. Okay, somebody going to understand here. And so I come to encourage somebody uh, that you may have dropped it, uh, but you can still receive the blessing. Uh, and so now after three months, somebody say three months months. Mm. There's something significant about the three. Uh, three months because it signified the opportunity for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to operate. So for three months, mm, the Ark of the Covenant laid outside of the home of Obed-Edom. And so now David has now come into the understanding and upon learning that now Obed-Edom has been blessed by the Ark being outside his house and so David rejoices and now he calls he says now listen go back and get the ark and bring it to where it should be uh, because that is now it, it's good for us to go back and get it because now God has released his anger uh, and has returned to blessing and so now let's pick up the ark and let's return it and bring it back to Jerusalem where it needs to be. And so now uh, he does that and he, and he instructs them to bring the ark back. And so he does, they do just what he instructs. And so the Bible says to us that David rejoiced. The Bible says specifically that he dance. Oh, I wish somebody, you don't catch it by midnight. And so upon the returning of the ark, the Bible says that David danced. And so the Bible says that he danced so that he danced out his clothes. And so he was now married to someone by the name of Mikhail. And now Mikhail had an issue. You better watch when you marry your enemy's relatives. And so because she was the daughter of Saul, and now he danced before them because remember now David is a king and so now she is in the place to where she is embarrassed by David because of his rejoicing oh okay you gonna catch it and so she now rebukes him watch this and disrespects him because of his praise and so he, he is now dancing and she is getting angry because she said do you not know who you are you are a king but you're acting like a commoner you are a king but you're acting like a commoner and so she begins begins to disrespect him she begins to have some issues with him and so then David has a response for her. And I got to tell you, she was ashamed of his praise simply because he was happy that God blessed Obed-Edom. And he, she became offended by his praise that he became uncouth. And this is where Stephen Heard gets the soul from. So David has a response to her about his praise he says to her and 
shall become even more undignified than this. Is there anybody here that can testify that before I take something back from God, I'll become more undignified with it. Before I allow situations to reduce my praise, I'll add more to it. When trouble comes, I don't sit down on my praise, but I magnify my praise. For the Bible says to every last one of us, oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Priest Cheatham, I will because I come to serve notice that why Mikael was offended that David got out there with everybody else, including his other handmaids, and praise God for the blessing of Obed Edom. She was offended, but David let her know, baby, I'll become even more undignified than in this. And so she was ashamed because David he didn't have no sense but David didn't have to have sense because he had faith and I just come to encourage somebody and I'm preparing to take my seat because I think it's time that we are released what God says is your praise is about to upset your enemies your praise he said you ain't got a prophesy but your praise is prophetic that's why you dance in the time of trouble because your praise is prophetic can you high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor I came to tell you your praise is prophetic I came to let you know your praise will upset the devil I come to let you know your praise is driving the devil crazy I came to declare your praise is contagious I came to prophesy your praise is your greatest benefactor because anything that upsets your enemy anything that causes confusion for your enemy look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it so and so now and so now we understand that while David was a king, you know, can I help you real quick? Because I grew up coaching and I ain't seen so many stuffy pastors and bishops in all my life. You will go to holy convocations and the ninjas, while the people are praising, they sitting in their seats because they a bishop. But let me help you tell David had the right mindset because David understood that his praise was a weapon. 
David understood. Come on, Marvin. That his price provoked provision. And David understood that his praise had power. David understood that his praise tormented the enemy. And I come to prophesy that every one of you under the sound of my voice, when the devil is harassing you, give him what he can no longer do. He cannot praise. For the Bible says that Lucifer was the minister of music in heaven. And when he was kicked out, he took one third of the choir with him. And so every time you praise, you upset the enemy. But you release a blessing. Every time you praise, you frustrate your enemy. But you release a miracle. Every time you praise, you upset the enemy. But you release provision. Every time you praise, you upset the devil. But you protect your family. Every time you praise, you make the devil mad. But you bring and release finances. Every time you praise, you upset the devil. But you release the glory of the Lord in your life. And so the Bible says that now the Ark of the Covenant was back in Jerusalem and David danced and she was offended. Is there anybody here that can testify? You're not ashamed of your praise. Is there anybody here that can open your mouth and say, I'm not ashamed of my praise because the reality of it is you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know the tears I cried. You don't know the prayers I pray. So you don't understand my praise. But don't be ashamed when folks don't understand you. Don't be ashamed when folks don't get you. Don't be ashamed when they tell you it don't take all that. Baby, you have no clue the hell I've been through. You have no clue the struggles on my life. You had no clue how hard the devil has been finding me. And when I had nothing else to give, I find your neighbor and tell your neighbor and tell your neighbor I still had a praise. You still got a praise, and if you got a praise, you still got a chance. Oh, I still got a praise. Someone made I still got a praise, and so the Bible says that there were two gentlemen by the name of Paul and Silas. They were put in prison and they were restricted, but they still had a praise. And the Bible says that as they praise, the doors opened. Oh, somebody gonna get this. The powers of your praise. That when you praise, 
doors will be open. When you praise, cases are resolved. When you praise, bodies are healed. When you praise, favor is released. When you praise, the glory shows up. Is there anybody here that can open your mouth and say, I got a praise on the inside of me? Do me one last favor and high five your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, oh neighbor, oh neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I got a place. My place is working for me. I've got a place. My place is moving for me. And so I prophesy. You ain't seen nothing yet. The praise that they gave last week brought you a blessing. Week and I hear the Lord saying, The more you praise me, the more you shake heaven. And when you shake heaven with your praise, stuff will fall out of heaven right into your life. The more you praise, the more heaven shakes. It's gonna shake your blessing loose, it'll shake your deliverance, it'll shake your breakthrough. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor did you hear what it said your praise is shaking up heaven your praise is shaking up answers your praise is causing unprecedented blessings is there anybody here is there anybody here that can holler I gotta pray no 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 no, 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 what you will not do, be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you, do not fear them, for the Bible says, but when the enemy comes in, like a flood, he's raising up a standard, all in your life. So I come to prophesy. Do not be discouraged. Do not be disappointed. Do not be upset. Do not be frustrated. But be a price. Because when you praise, the atmosphere shifts. When you praise, decisions are reversed. When you praise, doors are open. When you praise, Keys are coming. I prophesy to Alexandria, Virginia. Keys are coming. I prophesy to Detroit, Michigan. Keys are coming. I prophesy to Wyandotte, Michigan. Keys are coming. Somebody say my place is bringing keys. Y'all ain't ready. 
My praise is provoking peace. My praise is provoking peace. And what I love about David, he realized he was a king. But what I loved about him, his dance was not based on his kingship. His dance was based on his sonship. He's a son of the most high God. I don't praise him as a pastor, but I praise him as a son. Because there's an inheritance that is waiting for me. Is there anybody here that can testify? My praise is returning eternal dividends. My praise is returning good decisions. My praise is provoking godly answers. I prophesy to this house your praise is releasing miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders miracles signs and wonder great see them i will miracles signs and wonders is there anybody here that can help me preach and say miracles signs and wonders miracles signs and wonders. Is there anybody on this side that can help me preach miracles, signs, and wonders? Miracles, 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 miracles. A miracle is coming to you. A miracle is coming to you. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle. Praise him for your miracle. Praise him for your miracle. Praise him. 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 Let everything. Let everything that has praise the Lord. Come on, take 60 seconds and give him praise.
And before I take something back, I'll add more to it. I'll become more undignified than this. You don't know. You don't know. But my praise is fighting for me. 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 My praise. It's fighting for me, my praise. It's fighting for me, my praise. It's fighting for me, my praise. It's fighting for me. And give him praise. you need the intensity of your praise or the intensity of the miracle you need and so what you have done yo tell me you got a Mikhail spirit you have become intimidated because of what you look like when you praise but can I testify praise look better on you than any weed praise look better on you than any lead press on praise look better on you than any Gucci praise looks better on you then in a call and press, press and call. You don't need to press and call. You need to press on with your praise. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, press on with your praise and give him praise. That's it. Hey, that's it. Praise him for every devil is frustrated. Praise him for every devil is mad. Praise him for every devil has to flee. Give him praise. Watch this. Let me give you a real reason to praise because I got to give you the conclusion of the story. Because Mikael came against him 
because of his praise. And so he tells Michal that I'll become even more undignified than this. But I want you to understand what happened to Michal. So as a result of her coming against his praise to God, the, the Bible says, the Lord says to her, she will never be able to produce any children. I'm here to let you know your praise is about to declare your enemy unproductive. Your praise is about to declare your enemy barren. Somebody say, no power, no productivity, you lose. And if you believe, your praise is declaring your enemy unproductive, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, then give him praise. That's it, give him praise. And I promise, I'm going to let y'all get ready to go home. But listen, for the past few weeks, just keep standing, just keep standing. We're about to go to the next. We're about to go to the next, the next, the next, the next. The next. Because for the past few weeks, I haven't been able to preach. And you tried to do it again last week. But I had to squeeze it in. But I had to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And so but this is what I hear God say. That the past couple of weeks, you rejoice because of my presence. But this is what I hear him saying now. This time, your praise has a directive. Your praise has an assignment. And what I want you to do, I need you to think about not multiple things, but one thing that you need your praise to work for you. And to y'all think I'm praying, but can I help you? I've seen them do it. Can I help you? When cancer was in my body, I danced every Sunday because the doctors told me what I could not do, but my praise told me I could still do it. They told me you wouldn't be able to run services, you wouldn't be able to preach, that you would be exhausted. But I remember the word of the Lord that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so, what I need you to do is put an assignment on your praise. Is there anybody here that said, My praise has an assignment? My praise has an uh, my praise has an assignment and I want you to put that praise on that assignment then release the praise for that assignment one two three day
like that. Still like that. You see, I'm trying to get in the right space because for what I just witnessed this week. But God said, don't you fail the test and don't withdraw from me when you need me, okay? Because the enemy is testing you to see if you have stamina to survive the test. Okay, oh, okay. I, I can, can, can I prophesy to you that he's testing you to see if you have the stamina that even when it looks lost, that you know you have total recovery, that even when it looks like failure, it still belongs to you. That's why you should get here on time. Because I told them that God released the word to the house that even though it looks bad, it's still yours. Your praise expedites the decision. And all I want to know, I know it don't look good. I know it don't feel good. I know you're worried. But don't be worried and have faith. You can't do both. And so God said, choose me this day. Either you're going to worry or you're going to have and if you got faith, align your praise with your faith. Now, I got some people in here that can help her align her praise with her faith and dance with her. Come on. I need daughter pussy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Lady Cheatham, touch her back. Push it. Good touch it. Good touch it. Hot. Ho, 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 ho.
out. Come up for 60 more seconds. No turnaround is in your play. Some act right. Now you're acting like dark church folks. Now you're acting like you believe us. Now you're acting like you got that faith. Give him praise. Even on last week, give him praise. Whether it's in your living room, whether it's in your bedroom, whether it's in your den, whether it's in your kitchen, praise him. are in your place. Praise him. Our praise. You too. Go right over there. Come on, move, move. Y'all move slow. One on one side, one on the other side. And so this is what we're about. When there's a heaviness. We don't let them carry the burden alone. But God say, all is well. Did you, did you hear me? All is, what is it? It is, it is, it is. Stay there, stay there, stay there. It is well. <laughs> what I love about our praise, this is for you, is that whenever we lift our feet, we're crushing the neck of the enemy that comes against our finances, that comes against our relationships, that comes against our jobs, that comes against our children, that comes against our family, that comes against our legacies. Every time you praise, you are bruising the enemy with your praise. And what you're letting the enemy know that you can bring whatever you want to bring. You can do whatever you want to do. But I still 
believe God and nothing you do shall distract me. Nothing you do is going to change my plan because the power to cease and desist is in my mouth. You hear me? The power to cease and desist is in your somebody say it again. It's in your way. It's in your it's in your mouth. Somebody say it's in her mouth. And can I tell you it's in your mouth? And what I need you to do, because sometimes the load is just too heavy that we can't get our feet off the ground. Sometimes the load is too heavy and we feel the pressure and we can't lift our hands like we really want to. Because when you're looking at what you see, you cannot see what he's showing you. And so I need some folks to just stand in agreement with you. Y'all hear me? You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? And then I'm going to let you go home. Huh? Because we're not leaving here huh? the same way we came. Oh, da, da, ba, 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 Somebody say, it ends today. We're bringing everything into agreement today. Somebody say, today, today. You know what you want? You know what you need? You know those things, right? Uh, he said, whatever you say, that shall it be. But today, order in the courts. Y'all understanding me? Today, order in the courts. And can you two praise God for her until she prays God with you? Can y'all do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? One, two, three, pray. Cry till you can't cry no more. But get it out and give him praise. Don't post it. I need to hear Pentecostal.
All over this house, give me great praise. Come on, all over this house. Give him great praise. Say neighbor, if the glory worked at Obed Eden's house, then it's still working at your house. Somebody say it still works and give him praise right there. Come on, give him praise right there. Come on, give him praise. When you allow situations and circumstances to dictate your praise, you've already lost. Because the purpose of trouble doesn't have to kill you, it just has to diminish you. It just has to diminish you. Because if it can diminish you, you're no longer in the place where you need to be for the blessing to operate. And so trouble doesn't come to get you to walk away, it just comes to diminish you. It doesn't have to destroy you. It just has to diminish you. The danger of doubt. When we focus on what we see, people are so upset with the Supreme Court's decisions as it relates to affirmative action, all that other stuff. But when you have favor, you've already been affirmed. Okay, you'll, you'll catch it. Because courts, go, courts it's based on people doing things for you. We live in a system where God does what we need. He can speak to people and change their mind about you. You understand? You understand? Don't Diminish your praise because of outcomes, situations, scenarios. But you got to understand why David danced. Because David realized if the Ark of the Covenant was still working at Obed-Edom's house, then it would still work when he brought it to their house. All right. All right, God can handle you being mad at him. He just can't handle you getting, giving up on him. And so a lot of times situations and circumstances and things 
are they come into our lives so that we will walk away from him and so you abandon the promise because of people because people don't like you because people give up on you and 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 people turn on you and and, and you didn't get the promotion you thought. You didn't get uh, the pay raise you thought. And so now you walk away from God. And God said, but people made that decision. But I'm a God that can operate outside of people's decisions. And I can give you better than what they thought they denied you. All right, y'all will catch it by midnight. He can give you better than what you thought you were denied. You were de- you, sometimes there's a blessing in the rejection because it gives our God an opportunity to release something greater than what you thought you lost. But our positioning, our posture should always be one to where we, do not, uh, we don't belittle our praise because of situations, circumstances. And temporary outcomes. But we're consistent regardless because we stand on what he says and not what people say. Because people will never agree with the promise on your life. That don't make it not so. (laughs) You understand me? Our promise is not based on people agreeing with you. Your promise is based on you agreeing with God, even when everybody else don't agree with you. You'll catch it by midnight. At one o'clock in the morning, they're going to wake you up and you're going to be like, ding, you're going to see the little light bulb go. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Okay, okay, you get it just in time for work. But you get it now. We are to have an unashamed praise. I, I, I think I told you before. I grew up, I think I embarrass embarrassed my grandmother and my aunt, Bishop Todd, depending on who I was riding with. You know, we, we only listened to one radio station in our cars. Growing up, we didn't listen to R&B and all that other stuff. And we were, you know, we were Pentecostal. We didn't believe in all that. You know, we believed it was the devil's music. I mean, we listened to it in our earbuds. And, you know, and that day we had Walkmans. So, you know, we would buy the tapes and things. We had tapes at that time. We didn't have CDs. Shut up. And, uh, you know, but when we got in the, in the car with them, we listened to church. And so they would stop at red lights. I ain't know no better. I would open the door and jump out and start dancing at the red light. But I didn't realize the relevance to it at that time. But listen, there are going to be times where you're going to be in supermarkets. And you don't think you got enough on your debit card. And they're going to say approved. You ought to give him a praise, right? You, you, oh, y'all will catch it. You will catch it. <laughs> you, 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 you'll catch it. You, you, know, you know, when you get pulled over by that police officer, you know for sure you're going to get that ticket. Because you dress for church and you tell him you're on your way to church and you run late, he just tell you to slow down and drive safe. You ought to praise him, right? You know, when you're at your job and folks go off on you and you want to go off on them and you don't go off on them, instead you go back to your office, you ought to close that door and give him a praise because he didn't let you do what you wanted to do. He didn't let you say what you wanted to say. Okay. You, you'll catch it. 
we always to not be ashamed of the praise that we offer God. But I think the reason why most people are ashamed of the praise is because they don't do it enough. So when people see you do it, they're looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Because you don't, they don't ever see you because you're not consistent with your praise. I can be 90 years old. I'm going to still praise. I'm going to still kick that leg. I'm going to still do all that. That's me. At, at the age of 90, I'm going to still be dancing. It may be in halftime. <laughs> it may not be as fast. It may take me three downs to get a, to get a complete round. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm complete my pr- Let me tell you something. We're praying over stuff we ought to be praising over. Y'all understand. We're praying for things we ought to be praising over. It. In, in, in other words, you quit praying for it and start dancing over it. Because it's already done. It just hasn't manifested yet, but it's already. And so we need to praise him like it's already done. And we like to be, we like to be responders instead of proactive. We like to praise him when we see the results instead of praising him for the results before we see the results. Okay. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, this is a time that we can all be a blessing corporately. It is our tithes and offerings where we worship corporately. Hallelujah. And so I, I, while you all are preparing to give, I told the leadership on yesterday, I said, said to them, we think that if we give, we're okay. But it's not in just the fact that you give, it's the posture in which you give. Because the Bible says he loves a cheerful. He loves a some of y'all give and you complaining about you got to give. But I told them, but if you read John 3 and 16, God gave before any of us did. Well, he said in his word, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten that whomsoever he gave before any of us were required to. He, he gave his son and you won't even give up none of your funds. <laughs> but it's a blessing in your giving. That's why some of you need to read Malachi 3 all over again. So you can learn the seven blessings of a giver. It's in Malachi 3. Just, just read it. And I went over them with you before, but just read them. And what I love about it is that he says he will open up a window. And pour you out. Did he say a blessing or blessings? How many blessings? He said a blessing and pour you out a blessing. (laughs) You don't need multiple blessings. He can give you one blessing that could change your life for not just your life but the life of your legacy the life of your seed with one 
Some of y'all go to bars and throw down more for drinks than what you give God. And you don't even remember how you got home because you were so drunk. And then you come here and be stingy with God and you ought to thank him. You ought to give him a seed for his protection. Because what I tell, what I told them was, as long as it's in your possession, it's out of his protection. <laughs> as long as you hold on to it, he can't do nothing with it. But the moment you give it to him, it's now under his, he asked for 10% and a good offering. And some of y'all can't count. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how y'all graduated. Y'all can't do simple math. 10% of your gross, not your net, not what you take home, but what you earned. It ain't his fault Uncle Sam won 25% for taxes. You earned it, and you still owe that. Regardless of who took it, you still owe it <laughs> because it's part of your income. It just didn't reach your bank. <laughs> All right. So we have three platforms about what you can give. The first one, of course, being our website, newdestinychh.org. Click on the Donate to Now link. Whatever the Lord says to give, give. And, of course, we have Cash App, dollar sign, N-D-C-W-Y-A-N. Then we have Giverify, New Destiny Church, Wyandotte. Then if you're in the house and you say, I want to write a check, you can make a check out to New Destiny Church. And drop it in the offering receptacle. If you have cash and you want to drop it in the offering receptacle, you're free to do that as well. If you're watching on live feed and say, you know, I don't I don't use technology, but I want to give, you can write a check, make it out to New Destiny Church, and somebody throw the address of our church in the chat, and you can mail in that check if that's what you choose to do. Just make sure you keep the funds in there until the check clear. We don't play basketball. All right? <laughs> so <laughs> Some of y'all don't use your check registers and you don't remember the check you wrote. And you just be swipe, swipe, swipe. Then we get decline, 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 bounce back. No, we don't, we, we don't play basketball. Right? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, amen. Let's make sure that, amen, we are sowing and being a blessing into the house of God. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, you have two opportunities that you can always fellowship with us. Amen. Normally, every Thursday at 7 p.m. would be our Bible study services. But for the month of July, we will not be in person. We was, you would still have Bible studies being streamed, but we will not be in person for the month of July. Amen. So and everybody's free to join us on live stream through one of our platforms, uh, Facebook. Uh, I think also YouTube, and I think the other one is Twitter. Uh, so those are our streaming platforms that you can always feel free to join us on every Thursday at 7 p.m. for the month of July. And then, of course, every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. is our Sunday worship celebration. I often tell people, you know, pastoring is hard. And pastoring after a pandemic is even harder because most people use the pandemic to escape coming to church. And sometimes we have to be thankful 
for who we have. Because the Bible reminds us that it will only be a remnant of us. And we're, we're so busy trying to grow that we haven't matured the ones we have. Because we want quantity and not quality. I'll take 20 quality people than 100 people with no quality. You can't depend on them. They can't be trusted. They're inconsistent. Well, but they fill the seats. But you, you got 100 people, only five of them tied. Then you only got five members. <laughs> you, got a, you, you got 95 visitors every Sunday. Hallelujah. Respect the quality of the people. And I thank God God has given us quality people. From the minstrels to the people in the pew pulpit to the people in the seats, we have quality people that trust God when we cannot trace him. Hallelujah. And we stand on the word of the Lord. And so, amen. I'm, I'm thanking my house for being my house. Hallelujah. I don't want to be anybody else's house. I love my house. I love the people God gave me. Y'all frustrate me sometimes, but I love you. Amen. I, sometimes I wonder and look at y'all sideways like, what y'all really do? Oh, that's what you're doing. Oh, oh, y'all just went around it the long way. Okay, all right, I get it. Hallelujah. But thank, I thank God for quality people. Hallelujah. And when you learn to chase, chase quality over quantity, amen, then you know the people you get can be an asset to your ministry and not that word with minus the last two letters. And, uh, and so... <laughs> Y'all are catching by midnight. All right. And so, so, so we want people who are going to be an asset to our, to the ministry. Amen. That we can grow, we can learn, we can mature together. We can walk this walk together. Understanding that not everybody have the same issues. Not everybody have the same circumstances, but whatever your circumstances is, whatever you're dealing with, we're dealing with it. Because you do not walk this journey by yourself. We are here to support you. We are here to love on you. And people often say, you know, I just feel like I'm by myself. You go to church? Oh, no. Oh, you depend on your friends to be there for you. Can I, can I help you? Your friends got the same troubles, if not more, than you do. You need to surround yourself with faith, folks who have faith for you when you're going through and not people who will abandon you when you're going through. Yeah, y'all are catching by midnight. You're all right. You're all right. So, listen. Stay prayerful. Stay vigilant. Stay consistent. David said he had to encourage himself in the Lord. There are times just have to tell yourself it won't always be like this. The Lord shall perfect that concerning sooner than later. It'll work in your favor. You got to believe you deserve a turnaround. That you deserve a turnaround. Today is also first Sunday seed. This is also the opportunity where we sow into the first family. Whatever the Lord has put on your heart, you need to sow into the first family.
it should be scrolling at the bottom of your screen. I do believe a media person got that tapped up for you. And you see the cash out by which you can give to be a blessing to the first family. Amen. Amen. Thank God for every visitor that is here with us. And I ask that our visitors, if you are first time visitors, if you would stand. You ain't got a flash over to Miami, just amen. And there's a visitor card that we want you to, we'd love for you to fill out just to gather some basic information from you. And then at the end of service, drop it in the offering receptacle. Amen. So we know how to pray for you, with you, and agree with God for whatever your need is. I tell people all the time, before you can clean fish, you have to catch it. For such of us, we've all been something at one time. And the church has been so critical of people. And the church has rejected people. Um, because of their struggles. When the truth of the matter is, you may have your own struggles, you just hide it. Everybody got something they need to overcome. And as long as we're in the flesh, we're always going to have something we got to overcome. But thank God we can come over it. We ain't stuck there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So continue to pray for one another. Continue to lift one another. Uh, call your brothers and sisters' name out in prayer. prayer for, pray for leadership in this season. For godly leadership. For people who want to make his name famous. And they're not trying to make their name famous. Listen, y'all know me. I'm blunt, and I'm going to say what I want to say because I'm, a, I'm an adult, and I have right to my opinions. And I, I, I was talking to somebody. I said, you know, we spend so much time talking on the responsibilities of a son to their fathers. But what I noticed is that they don't like to address the father's responsibility to their sons. If you want your sons to interact with you in a particular way, but you don't set the standard for, for your sons on what they should expect from you. I'm talking about spiritual fathers. And so then you offended when your sons have an issue with you because you never set a precedence. And so I and so this is why I was telling someone last night is that I don't need a spiritual father that comes below the standard of my friends. If my friends do more for me than a spiritual father, then I don't need you as a spiritual. Okay. <sighs> oh, yeah, his tight butt is right. And we got to quit being punks in the pulpit and quit being afraid to confront people who don't meet the standard of what we need from them. If my friends feel a need you can never do, then I don't need you as a spiritual father. Because sons need to be able to talk. We need to be able to vent. We need to be able to Say what we're dealing with, because let me tell you something. Pastoring is a 24-7 job, and we don't get paid for it in cash. We are up countless nights praying for folks, checking in on people. When we write our messages, we are convicted first before we preach them. Well, or at least somebody who really studies before they preach. We can deliver the message with such intensity and such power because as we studied, we were convicted. As we studied, we grew. We grew from what we read. 
You don't want sons just to support your conferences. But that's not a purpose of a spiritual son. Because somebody asked me, you do the things that you do for so many people. How, why do you do the things you do? I said, because I was told a long time ago, I have to be that which I never had. Y'all understand that. Sometimes we have to be that to people that we never had for ourselves. And because, well, because we know what we missed, we know what to give other folks as a result of what we And so I help people from the standpoint that I know what I missed. I know what I would have loved to have when I was starting out pastoring. Because most people only care about your assessment and your dues. They don't care about your character. They don't care about being a pillar and a support or a bridge for you. Uh, they care about whether you can feed their system. And so, you know, I'm just that type of person that I help people because I love people. I don't love their money. I love people. And the reality of it is I give more financially than a lot of people give back to me financially. But that's why I'm blessed. And so the church needs to have a segment not where you beat sons down about what they don't do for their fathers, but why fathers in the spirit realm are absentee, spiritual fathers why your sons feel abandoned and neglected. Okay, y'all, catch it. This is a hard subject to talk about. And the church likes to avoid hard things because we want to preach and think we're above accountability. God bless you. That was my rant for today. All right. <laughs> did, did, I, did, did, I, did I miss anything? Did I, any announcements? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Amen. Amen. I hope you all cooking some good food, man. And, and, yeah, be safe. You know, you know, on holidays, people like to they like to overdo what they do. So pray. And Michigan has the I don't know why. Holidays are our highest crimes, times of crime, shootings, and stuff. Because people get they, they get that other spirit in them. <laughs> and as other spirits start talking to them, and everybody think they're invincible. <laughs> and then we end up shooting folks, stabbing folks, as that spirit been talking. Hallelujah. So pray for each other. I pray for your safety. I pray that this holiday season, this holiday that we celebrate uh, on Tuesday, uh, for us, is a one of peace, one of laughter, one of joy. We can sit down with those you love and that love you and you can just laugh together, enjoy together, and grow together. Amen. Let us stand. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this time of celebration. We thank you for this time of impartation. God, we thank you for every song that was sung, every prayer 
that was prayed and danced and praised that was offered unto you. God, we thank you that the word met us at the point of our need. That we are now stronger. Our faith has increased because of the power of our prayers. And now, God, we ask that as we depart this place, that we do not depart your presence. No incidents, no accidents, no hurt, harm, no danger. Come nigh us, God. Keep your arms of protection around us. We rebuke the, every plot, every trap, every trick of the enemy. And God, we thank you that we've turned back to our homes. We find them in better condition than the way we left them as a result of an encounter that we had with you. And God, we thank you and we bless you for it. In the mighty name of it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.